Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's edition of the Super Ad MMA Show. It is absolutely wonderful to be back. This week, we're going to recap the FC event that we've just seen. We're going to talk about the rematch between Hiroguchi and uh, Darian Caldwell, which is happening Bell Tour 222. We're going to talk about the UFC returning to Abu Dhabi. Paul Craig's next fight. We're going to talk about the Uber driver who's been arrested for killing former UFC fighter Rodrigo Lima. We'll talk about Liam McGeary's injury. We will talk about CM Punk. We have a dick of the day and a dude of the day this week. Uh, and, of course, we will preview next week's uh, UFC, well, this week's UFC card. So stay tuned, and we will see you soon. I know, wow. Hey, hey. Everybody underestimates the kick in the groin. That's fucking illegal. Bro, you're not even famous yet. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Four round in the fine man, sir. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the fuck up. Hello, brother. Good to be back. How you keeping? Doing very well. It's been far too long. It has. We have actually been using the uh, the lovely funding from yourselves. We have upgraded our studio equipment, so we now have two lovely new microphones, which hopefully you're hearing the benefits of right now. Real buttery smooth buttery audio. smooth. Bassy. Bassy audio right in your ears. So yeah, um, we've been off for well, just a couple of personal reasons. You're moving house. You also have some some news. Do you, do you wish to share? I'm pregnant. You're gonna be. You're gonna be a mom. Or father. Mel is going to be a father, of Dinner. course. Congratulations, brother. Thank you. I have to make it sound like I haven't already talked yeah. to you about this. I know, yes. This is all new to me. So we had our fights. Um, we took part in a novice event. Uh, I unfortunately lost technically due to TKO, but it was a, I broke a couple of ribs in the second round, came out for the third, which in hindsight I probably shouldn't have. But it's those giant brass balls. Well, just you got to see it through to the end. <laughs> well, I tried my best, um, but fair play to my opponent, uh, Frankie McDonald, who fought a perfectly executed game plan and managed to basically pin me against the cage and take advantage of his experience in wrestling. Over, uh, he just didn't want me to hit him, which is fair enough. That is fair enough. I've been, uh, I have been hit by yourself. It's not pleasant. No, we're we're both large gentlemen, so uh, you know, either either getting punched by either of us, I'm sure, wouldn't be pleasant. But yeah, uh, but. I mean, you're six foot nine, so getting jabbed is like getting poked in the face with a broom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, it was a great experience. Both of us hoping to step foot back in the cage in June again. Yeah, 9th of June. We go again once more. Uh, I also had my fight end in between the first and second round. I uh, went to block a punch stupidly, ended up poking myself in the eye. You thumbed Uh, yourself in the eye, didn't you? Thumbed myself in the eye. Um. And yeah, well, that's that's about it. There isn't really some dramatic story about that. No, that's pretty much it. But it's a pretty bad way to lose, though. Poking yourself in the eye. Yeah. Thought it went well for the first. Oh yeah, first round. It looked great. Looked, um, yeah. And uh, you know, we're actually training with your opponent. Um, hopefully, starting this week or or next week. Anyway, um, he's he's got a lot of experience and he's a pretty strong wrestler. So be good, uh, good experience for for us all around. But yeah, incredible experience. Um, but firstly, just want to thank everybody for the support. Um, we've had a lot of people asking where we've been, and it's an absolutely fair question. Um, we have making a lot of changes, as we said, there to the equipment. So we wanted to bring 
a better product, a slicker product. We've made some changes, which you'll probably notice as we go along if you are not new here. If you're new here, welcome. Um, and without further ado, let's get stuck in. We have a few new segments, a few new bits and pieces, and we'll get stuck into a review um, of the UFC event just passed. Uh, before, and this is one of the, the complaints that we maybe had before, or one of the things that people mentioned was we covered all the fights. Uh, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to cover any of the things of note. Uh, and we'll go into detail on the main card. Um, but if anyone tweets at us in between, you know, an event and a podcast, and has a question, you know, please feel free to do so at Super Ad MMA, and we will answer those uh, in more detail. Especially if it's something that happened in the prelim. First of all, I want to say congratulations to Diego Lima. Um, as I called this, um, said that I think he would beat Court McGee. Court McGee far too heavily favoured in this fight. Um, Diego Lima looked great uh, coming off the back of that win against um, Chad Lepre. That's the one, Chad Lepre, uh, and and looked great. Uh, looked to be having a lot of fun. Um, so well played to him. The unfortunately lesser of the two Lima brothers. Yeah, that must be awkward. Well, not awkward, but must be a bit weird having one brother who could stove your head in. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you think our brothers feel? True. Yeah. Well, I, I think my brother doesn't think that. I think my brother's pretty confident he'd be able to beat me up. Yeah, he just doesn't know. No, well, uh, do you know what? It's it, I I didn't know how falsely confident I was about my fighting ability uh, before I started to train on it. Yeah, there is that odd thing that people, ever, like, deep down, everyone sort of assumes they can fight a bit. If push yeah. came to shove, yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, I can probably handle myself. Wrong. Well, that against someone trained, yeah. Against someone trained, certainly, like you would, you would certainly have your work cut out for you. And then again, to anybody, we, we preached this last time, but like anybody that that, that hasn't taken part in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or wrestling or boxing or to go take something up, it's completely changed my life. Um, it'll it'll forever be a part of my life now. Um, I don't want to compete forever. This, I would imagine, would probably, if this isn't my last one, it would be one of um but uh i i certainly don't see a point in my life where i would never do certainly brazilian jiu-jitsu at this stage Nah, you're a lifer at this point jim miller busting out his 30 13 and one no contest record uh he now has is it more wins than anybody else or more, more fights more fights and cowboy has more wins so yeah. jim miller first round submission two minutes question why can't he fight like this every time I think he, no offence to Jason Gonzalez, but uh, maybe the opposition wasn't quite at the level we've seen Jim Miller fight at for a while. I mean, Jim has fought, oh, even just looking at his last handful of fights, Charles Oliveira, Dan Hooker, Francis, Francisco Trinaldo, Anthony Pettis, Dustin Poirier. That's quite, quite the, the run. Rough. Yeah, so, He's incredible, though. He is. Um, what was it? He had Lyme disease or something mental? Yeah. Yeah. Um good to see him back and winning. Completely shut him down. You knew as soon as he got in close that uh Gonzalez was uh effed, to put it mildly. Yeah, he was he was definitely at a severe disadvantage. Um g- great performance, him having his kids uh you know at, at the It was end. all primed for a retirement. That's it shocked me that he didn't. Um now, to be fair, we're gonna talk about someone who should retire in a minute, but <sighs> It's hard to justify whenever he seems to keep finding a way to keep winning. And certainly he highlighted it himself in the post, uh, post-fight press conference. Or not post-fight press conference, sorry, the, the interview in the cage. 
where he was sort of saying, he's like, you know, if he can find ways to just continue to fight like that, why why would he retire? And it's a fair point. 100% agree. I mean, if I was Jim Miller, that's how I'd want to fight. Minimum damage, playing to your strengths, in and out. What was it's it? Two minutes. Blanket. Yeah. Um, just really shut it down incredible um, absolutely incredible uh, next thing I suppose to talk about would be uh, Andre Orlovsky one of the worst decisions I've ever seen I, if anyone I don't know bet, if I'd go that far but oh, Ar- no, I, Arlovsky I is my boy um, I picked him to win via decision and I thought I was on to a winner there did get robbed a bit outstruck uh was what's his name? Augusto Sakai. 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 I'm pretty sure we're not pronouncing that right, but we'll, we'll, we're going to have to go with it. Well, do you know what? If he doesn't have the respect for his body to get in remotely decent shape, why should we use his name correctly? Like, it that always, is a hell of a physique to have as a quote unquote elite athlete. Yeah, it always baffles me. Um, How does he possibly maintain that? Like the amount of like the amount of cardio. Like I know from from training for a novice fight with short rounds and the amount of cardio you do. You can't. You struggle to eat enough to to, to keep weight on. But that he's just eating three thousand calories worth of carbs every day. He must be. He must be down in bottles of coke and <laughs> washing his teeth with mouth with fucking like I don't know. Mountain like, Dew. It's horrendous. <laughs> like it's it's. <sighs> It's a tough one because you know you don't want to get into like body image stuff. But yeah, your, like, bo- your body shaming a UFC heavyweight. Well, kind of in that I question how you possibly can be at at a, at a quote unquote elite level. Like I don't expect an elite level performance out of someone no. in that kind of um, caliber. And it's but, not you know, you know counterpoint. There's been some very very effective gentlemen who who weren't aesthetically pleasing. Who an elite Mark Hunt. <sighs> You could make an argument he's not elite. You can make an argument he fought that for a UFC title. He did I mean, and lost. Oh yeah, he lost. But I mean, like <laughs> handily. That's pretty as elite as you can go without but do you winning not it. Think that if he were in better shape, he might have stood a better chance. That's my point. You know, can you? Is it not not disrespectful? But is it? You know, can we expect more out of somebody like Augusto Sakai? I think whilst he treats his body peak the way physical he, condition he can only ever benefit. Yeah, exactly. But that's my but, point. How seriously can you be taking it if you're if you're? Well, we don't, I, I don't know. Like we don't know what a starting point was. Like he could have been five hundred grossly overweight at some point. Like think True. of Junior Albini. I mean, that guy's never going to be winning any swimsuit competitions. Excuse but, me. Well, I don't know. Some some men like it thick. Some men like that nappy look. That juicy Brazilian booty. No, it's it just it just seems odd to me that you know you have a guy. <laughs> That's it's clearly trying to crack the top ten. You know, he's you know, is is doing everything he can to try and keep that record. You know, thirteen one and one is a is a handy record. Um, although it should really be one less than that after that fight. But yeah, um, Arlovsky showed a, a good chin again. Um, true, but and I say this, and you know this as one of Arlovsky's biggest fans. He sort of got me into following the UFC originally way back in the day. I've watched the dude lose nine times in the last two years. That's or sorry, three years. That's a lot of losses. Yeah, and in I a g- short period of time. He keeps saying that he's still got the fire. He's not. I mean, he's once again on a four-fight losing streak. Oof. Well, technically, it's three fights with one new contest. As Walt Harris popped for, I can't even remember what he popped for, but that was overturned. But that was a fight he originally lost. Yeah. Um. Before that, beat Stefan Struve. Looked good in that fight. Beat Junior Albini in a fairly meh fight and then before that was on a five f- fight losing streak I 
they're you know the, he is forty. Well, we're hearing that he's fallen apart. That he can't even like he, you know apparently he only ever is physically okay for like fights. Like he barely makes it through training sessions and. True, but I mean, he's prolific. Like it's a lot of fights. What's that? Like thirteen, fourteen fights in the last three years. You know, he's rattling three, four fights he's a year. He essentially had fifty fights. Yeah. You know, these one-off I just, fights or something like that. In the, you know, at the highest of the high. Yeah. And if he is physically struggling, like the names he's losing, you know, it's, it, the five-fight losing streak before, we can for not, well, suppose you can forgive, you know, it's Stipe, Overeem, Josh Barnett, Ngannou, yep. Tybura. Barring Tybura, you know, all elite fighters. This time we're looking at, you know, Tai Tuivasa, Shamil... Abdul Makirov or one of those names yeah Walt Harris and now Augusto Sakai like it's not great that's not a you know it's not a great run well, I was saying to you before the fight he just seems to have lost pop and he doesn't yeah there doesn't seem but I wonder I worry at heavy you know, when like, you don't have technically pop. on the feet he's fine you know and he's always been fine defensively he's maybe even looking well, it's hard to say defensively he's looking better. There's always been, like, we, we were talking about this on Saturday during the fights, questions about his chin. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's been finished a bunch, but the guys who knocked him out, you know, Fedor, Sergei Karatonov, Tim Sylvia, and Ganu. All those pussies. Yeah. You know, all those <laughs> pillow fists. Um, but it's maybe just, I don't know. I just don't know where you go. If you're losing to the sort of guys... Guys who you shouldn't be losing to. You're 40 years old. You've been doing it for God knows how many years. You must be coming up to 20. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you really go from here? And how long did the UFC keep him about? I'm sure he's not a small paycheck either. No, probably not. And I think that, you know, if you The lose, problem is he's reliable. You book him, he'll show up. But, that, but that's... And he's that, it's, he's that thing. It's guys coming up, you know. He's a Tied to Vasta, Sakai, etc. can say, oh, I've been a former UFC champ. Yeah, he's he, always oh, the definition of a gatekeeper at the minute. But yeah, he's a journeyman at this stage, and, and and it's a shame that he's become that because he was a perennial contender only a handful of years ago. Yeah, but that's the game. Um, next welterweight match was uh, Takashi Sato and Ben Saunders. Wasn't overly impressed with Sato in the slightest. Um, that's it. He looked all right. He, he looked mediocre to me. Um, he uh, knocked Ben Saunders out in one of the strangest knockouts I've ever seen. So. Like just in the way he hit him, he fell over and he looked like he was okay and then he went to stand up and he was just gonzoed. Ben Saunders, if you're listening, your career has been absolutely incredible. I, I never make a case of saying that fighters should retire, but I occasionally don't mind saying that it's maybe something that certain fighters should look at. Um, I think that Ben Saunders, 22, 12 and 2, He's fought. He's been in there with some of the best of them. It's, it's more. It's the same thing as Arlovski. It's more the recent run. Dude's one and five, and he's been finished in all five of his losses. And some of them have been bad. pretty nasty. He's like, been sent to the land of wind and shadows more mm, than. Well, the Juban loss, and especially the Lyman Good one, that was, was particularly bad. I, I think this was worse. Yeah, yeah. The, none of them are great. It's hard to to rank. You know, it's not good when you're ranking how badly he lost. Yeah, and on top of that, you know, his last win was against Jake Ellenberger, and Jake Ellenberger in 2018 wasn't even Jake Ellenberger anymore. You know, like, 
he do- yeah. he hasn't had an impressive win on his record in, in, in a bit of time. He has been in there with some great people over the years, has had some great wins, had some great losses. He has had such a respectable career, and that's that's one of the sad things about this is that this is a guy that has had a good career, you know, so he doesn't, at this stage, he doesn't really need to, to prove anything. Sadly, um, how it goes, you know, the body just gives up. It's a young man's game to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what age Ben Saunders is, he but he must 36. be the wrong. Yeah, I was about to say he must be the wrong size of 35. I think had he won there, I mean he is a Florida boy. Um, I think had he won, is he? I thought he's from Vegas. No, he's from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, okay. Oh, think, he does. He not. He trained with Eddie Bravo. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of tenth I think tenth, tenth, tenth plant black belt. I think. Um, yeah. Oh, he's not. He's actually he's a black belt in. Um, BJJ under Ricardo Laborio, Ricardo Laborio, yeah, um, which is fairly impressive. In oh yeah, like he's he pretty gnarly on the ground, but it's just all those fights starting the feet, and it's getting it there. Yeah, um, main card Roosevelt Roberts looked excellent. This is a guy that you sent a video of to me um, saying how I should fight essentially because he's long and rangy but Roosevelt Roberts fought uh, a guy too tough for his own good in Thomas Gifford it was a pretty one-sided beatdown yeah had his number everywhere Gifford looked particularly lost on the ground um, didn't know he was a former pro boxer no Gifford and uh, you couldn't have told that he was from that fight because Roosevelt let him up on the feet as well Gifford had a few moments here and there oh, yeah. he was a bit spazzy on the ground Yep. Um, Roberts looked great got you know 15 minutes of cage time on to the next one he's, yeah absolutely uh, he looks like he he's could a be, big prospect yeah. yeah I was going to say he looks like he could be pretty close to the real deal 8-0-0 but you know his attitude even in the win was yep yeah, like it was great to get the experience that's you know back back to it on Monday let's yeah. keep going um, you know and definition of a prize fighter you know uh, fighting for his for his family he's got kids to support and whatever so um, I'm I'm starting to become a pretty big fan. Yeah. Um, Roosevelt uh, Roberts, if you're listening, please come on and join us one day and we'll talk some MMA because I'd love to pick your brain about fighting with some extra range. Uh, the next fight uh, was the bantamweight match between John Lineker and Corey Sandhagen. We said... Should have been fight, fight of the night. Should have been. Should have been the fight of the night. I saw people complaining about the decision, which Sandhagen won. Uh, it was a split decision, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But I, 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 I think it was the right way. I th- I would have scored it for Sandhagen, but I can see a case for Lineker. Yeah. If it had gone the other way, split decision, I probably wouldn't have argued too much. Sandhagen's chin's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Because he took a lot of damage. Lineker was uh, throwing fastballs at him for 15 minutes. <sighs> Lineker's a wee animal, like yeah, I mean. There is. There's no, there's no, like, it's just 100%. Everything's a hundred percent for fifteen minutes straight. Like, there's no half power punches. There's no nearly half no, a guillotine. Yeah, there's no, oh, Sandhagen's face just exploded. Yeah, it was mad. Like whatever that was, it just that wasn't even a, like a submission attempt. He was just literally trying to like rip his head off his shoulders. It worked. His nose exploded when he was upside down, which makes you wonder, like, how the, how hard was Lineker squeezing <laughs> yeah. on his neck? We've been in neck cranks, like, it is not, it's not something to fuck around with. It's not pleasant. No. Like. Um, Sandhagen looks great, though. Like, you've just got that problem that at the top, you know, it's a funny division, though, at the minute now because of obviously a certain Mister Dillashaw who has managed to escape our wrath. 
<laughs> due to some time off. Well, has he though? I don't know. We'll maybe, we'll maybe get to him later. We'll get on. to him later. Retrospective. Retrospective saints and sinners. Yeah. Um, but um, no, you, I don't know. Like, uh, how would you, you know, how do you imagine Corey Sandhagen doing against Marlon Moraes or Henry Cejudo? I think they maul him. Really? Yeah, I do. I think that I think Cejudo certainly mauls him. And Moraes, it depends. Um, it depends on what fight Moraes wants with him. If Moraes wants to to take him down, I think that I think he can do that. Um, on the feet, I would fancy. I mean, if if Lineker doesn't get you on the feet, I'd be pretty confident that that he'd be able to stand with with any Anyone. of them and, and yeah. at least be okay. Um, but the problem is, it's about options. All uh, of the guys at the top have more options to win. And he survived uh, Yuri Alcantara on the ground, if you remember. And Yuri Alcantara had him in some deep shit. As Twice. far as I remember, it was an arm bar, yeah. which like you were nearly sort of screaming at the TV for him to tap. But I don't know. But I mean, he's only twenty-seven. He's on the way up. I wouldn't throw him in with you know for a title fight anytime soon. There's people who's next for him. I'd like to see him against... Cody Garbrandt. I was going to say Peter Yan. Peter Yan. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Garbrandt, Rivera, like, they're all they're all there, or thereabouts. You know, that is this sort of... Sorry, I'm just having to check my blood sugar because I'm horribly diabetic. Um, we had some, uh, some barbecue chicken for lunch with some sauce from, from Grilled, which is a delightful uh, grilled... It's funny that chicken place around the corner from where we live. Um, if you're from Bangor, I know our, our listening base is you know pretty spread out. Yeah, but if a you're lot from of them, Bangor, you have to get a couple of flights. Yeah, <laughs> but if anything's worth getting a flight for, it's grilled chicken, and uh, their homemade barbecue sauce is fast becoming a thing of legend. Oh, 100 percent. Like we we went. It does, however, send you into a near diabetic coma. Oh, I've just checked my blood sugars, and like I literally like I'm just trying to fight off having a stroke right now. <laughs> yeah. the Worth of it. How high they are, um, but uh, no, they absolutely terrific food. Yeah, no, if you're in in Bangor, in fact, fuck that. If you're in Northern Ireland, just get yourself drive. down, get some grilled chicken, go and get a grilled. They are, or at least do them a favor and like them on Facebook. Yeah, G R I L L apostrophe D. I think. I think that's how it's yeah. spelled. Absolutely delicious. Um. Anyway. Cody Garbrandt be fun. Yeah. yeah. Pedro Munoz, maybe? Yeah, but I think Pedro deserves at least a contender fight next. Like, you give him Marlon or... You know who I'd like to see? Rafael Asunso. Coming off a loss to Marais. Still super yeah. high-ranked. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down Because people above him now are going to be... Well, I haven't got... I don't think the rankings have updated yet. But we'll go from everything above John Lineker because you assume Santiago's yeah, going to take his spot. Jimmy Rivera, Cody Garbrandt, Dominic Cruz, who's still out. Pedro Munoz, Aljamain Sterling, Rafael Sunso. You wonder how he wasn't ranked. True. Bandamweight has turned, you know, pretty competitive. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty deep now. It's um, a bit like welterweight in that, like, you just have this like stack of people who but are guy, the I'm number two. I'm looking at the names. You know, from 9 to 15, you, you mentioned Peter Yan. That's a tough fight. Cody uh, Stamen, Rob Font. Rob Font be a hard fight. Yeah, John Dodson. John Dodson's 12th. Yeah. Ooh. Alejandro Perez, Thomas Almeida, Ricky Simon. Ricky Simon's a dark horse on the way up. Yeah, 100%. Um, um, and has the style to, to take on pretty much anyone in the division. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, the next fight, which was... 
super exciting, but for a host of different reasons. It was Glover Teixeira and Ion Kutulaba. Um, Kutulaba making an absolute douchebag of himself, being super disrespectful to old Glover um, at the at the weigh-ins. Uh, and pre-fight, got yeah, right up in his grill. Got up in his grill, and Glover was just like, yeah, we'll see. Glover just seems like a lovely human being. Kudalaba threw some absolute heat at Glover in the first round. Um, but threw a spinning back, it sort of hit him with a with a forearm, but... It's like a clothesline. Yeah, pretty much, but there must have been a moment where you're like, if that didn't put him away, what have I got to hit him with? Well, that's sort of what happened, because the tide turned from there, like... Uh, oh, Kudalaba the spunked his load in that first round. Completely, and and you actually called it beforehand. You went, he looks like he's just got one. Well, actually, what you did was, and we'll not name names, you referred to a fighter who we've watched locally, uh, yeah. and, and went, I think he's going to be like him. He'll have one round of absolute fury, and then just be done. Yeah. And that was startlingly accurate, by mistake. <laughs> Accidentally yeah. accurate. Uh, Glover... Pulled it out of the bag, tapped him, round two. He's got that old man jiu-jitsu he's now. Got the, not only that old man jiu-jitsu, he's got that old man just... Gnarliness. Right, we'll see. Yeah. Do you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, like, the videos of, you know, when they say, oh, we don't have a fighter, we don't have a fighter, and some, like, dad just comes out that wrestled a bit in high school yeah. or whatever, and he's like, Beats yeah, I'll fight him. fuck out of someone. I'll yeah. batter some amateur. That's yeah. him. Called uh, out Corey Anderson. That's not really a fight I'm too stoked about seeing i can see why he'd want it though oh yeah i can see for for glover's perspective i think Corey anderson's you know having a bit of a career surge i don't see why he'd risk fighting glover again straight away i know he's had one fight in between but even still no i mean if you're glover though like well he's in that funny new man's land you know he's too old to really make a run at the top but he's still a tough fight for most people outside of the top five. But, I mean, light heavyweight's a funny... Give me Glover and Shogun. I think that was supposed to be booked a while back. But yeah, I'm on, I'm on board for that. Um, two guys who just... I don't know, that fight will just continue to go on forever. Yes, just two guys <laughs> who just refuse to yeah. go. Um, I think that Glover, Glover has been in a bit of a weird, like, battering young people tour at the minute. <laughs> battering like, young people. Like, yeah. He's the guy... He's just beating anyone who steps on his on his lawn or yeah. skateboarding outside his house. Essentially, <laughs> uh, essentially. But uh, it was an incredible fight. And Driving Glover, too fast down his cul-de-sac. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still not convinced that Glover isn't chinny though. Oh, look, he absolutely is. Um, I'm just so he's current. Well, before the rankings are updated, I wish they'd update them quicker. Um, Glover is sitting at eleventh. Um, there's no one really in the top ten. Who had fancy seeing Yeah, but I mean, there's no benefit of Corey Anderson. You know, to be st- if I was managing Corey Anderson, I'd be like, oh, that's stupid. You know, Jan Blahowitz coming off a bad loss. To, too highly ranked. He's sixth. Yeah, you know, it's too high. Too high for. Jimmy Mano was booked. Iller- oh, I'd watch Jimmy Mano and Glover through down. Yeah. Ilir Latifi. Vulcan Ozdemir. Have they fought already? Yes. Yeah, they have, haven't yeah. they? Um, well, it'll be interesting to see what's next for Glover. No, but they haven't. I thought they did. I could have no. sworn that they did. Uh, you're thinking of Serkinov? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah, and he beat Serkinov. Uh, the next fight, which makes sense as, as winning fight in night two, to be fair, um, was Cowboy Oliveira and Mike Perry. Uh, 
Two guys I, who can't have bad fights. No, they just can't. And I'm genuinely quite surprised at the outcome. Mike Perry with the decision in round three. I'm surprised for two reasons. One, didn't expect a decision either way. And two, really thought Oliveira would, would have been able to handle Mike Perry. I think he was. It was just... He, Mike Perry just out-toughed him. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know if Cowboy got tired or what it was, but like... Did you see his toe? Oh, His toe dislocated. It was at the end of round two. Yeah, just pop that sucker just back in. in the corner. We're just like, I oh, will fix that for you. Yeah, just oh, back in. The th- oh, the thought of being blown up by a grenade or whatever. Yeah, true. As you know, <laughs> Fuck I love how casually that was mentioned, commentating. You know, and like, Oliveira coming back survive, after yeah. being injured by a grenade in his local neighborhood. And you're on like, Christmas Eve. I'm sorry, as one does, you know. <laughs> just what did you get for Christmas? Someone put a grenade through my letterbox. Uh, yeah, someone, <laughs> someone pulled a pin and a grenade and gave it to me in a box. <laughs> He's mental. Is he not the one with like 25 kids with five women on the same yeah, street? Yeah, he's like... Yeah, he is yeah. A, a literal cowboy. Did I like, see a picture of him when he like bought his mum a house and it was like it was like a slightly bigger shack? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Like, up, yeah, moving up in the shanty town. Yeah. Um, what a legend though. Like, I love him. Um, Mike Perry... It, initially, I didn't feel... I hated Mike Perry, but him. now I love Mike Perry. He's brilliant. Yeah, you raised a good point the other day because I said, yeah, I was like, is he just like meta trolling? Like, is he like super smart? And it's just a meta troll. And you raised the valid point, which was like, well, if he is the eyebrow tattoo that says platinum is like, yes, yeah, like the ultimate commitment to the character. But it's almost like he, like everything is like too, too caricature to be real. But it is real. But it is real. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. My- Fair play to him. Like. That was a hell of a fight. Both of them threw from the beginning. And I think, oh, like, Cowboy won the first round comfortably to the point where it was like, matter of time. Yep. If he came out like that again, he should put him away, but he just didn't. And you're right, Mike Perry just out-toughed him, outlasted him. Which, to be fair, was surprising because I remember the two of us, when we were watching it, going, Perry looks like he's slowing. And that was yeah. in, like, the first round. Like, because mm-hmm. Olivier just put a pace on him and was throwing... But, you know, Cowboy couldn't keep up his own pace and Perry weathered the storm and came through it. Olivier, though, not known for being a heavy hitter. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll Diaz you. Yeah, He'll bar you and then, you know, eventually just fall over from being done. But Yeah, give me uh, Mike Perry, Darren Till. Make it happen <sighs> in a hotel in Tenerife. I think Till beats the piss out of, out of Mike Perry. Does he? Yeah. Logic says that, but... No, he does. Like, look at what Cowboy did to Mike Perry, and look at what Till did to Cowboy. I know that's MMA match, but... Cowboy tapped him. Yeah, I know, because he couldn't hang with him on the feet. Or didn't want to. True. Oh, yeah, but, like... We're in that funny period now where we're kind of assessing just how good Darren Till really is. And yeah, I believe that it went Till's way. I would, I would favor Till, but I just massively. But just give me, give me that build up, give me the nonsense. Is, is, can Till do welterweight anymore? I hope not. Actually, do you know what I mean? Like, I would anybody that watched the fight. We were there live. We actually haven't even talked about this. We were at the UFC London event, and I've never seen twenty thousand people go so quiet. It, right. So we had videos moments before at the walkout where I've never heard twenty thousand people make so much noise at yeah. the walkout, and then. When Till went down, it was 
silent and and it was so long it was th- there three was, minutes there was plus. people around us questioning is he dead yeah and and do you know what like legitimately like normally you know when you when people say that you're like come on like it'll yeah, be fine no, but dude, like you were like is he actually is dead he? yeah if we is just, he dead it was a it was a rough one it was Darren one- Till has since bounced back and won his next fight with a taxi but <laughs> the hotel room television yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was an odd one like um, the, the Masvidal fight was he was getting pieced up in the first and people didn't see it yeah he was through it don't get me well, wrong because he, was, uh, he dropped Masvidal with, in like, the first, first five punch. seconds yeah. yeah but like after that like he landed the same but he didn't step forward as much. He landed the exact same punch a couple of times in the first round. The problem was backing up with his chin in the air. It's Europeans. Particularly <laughs> all of them. Brits. Bloody Europeans. No, but do you know. know what I mean? It's like a European MMA or boxing trait. You see it a lot. Mm-hmm. And as well as that, a lot of that comes from, and this is something that whenever I started training, I'd said there are coach that I really didn't want to do because of the height. You know, it's very easy to, to fall into that, uh, that pattern of just backing up with your head up. But, uh, you know, I think it's maybe part of it is from being a bigger welterweight. Yeah. He got away with it, especially when he was... Like, imagine him in the amateurs. I'd rather not. Imagine if, like, that's a... You, you, cut, you cut from 178 down to 170. Yeah. yeah, 174 down to 170. Just cutting, you know, a wee bit of water weight, and there's friggin' Darn 200 pounds darn till. <sighs> Good grief. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. But anyway, um, next fight, Greg Hardy and Dmitry Smolyakov, uh, if you want to call it a fight. This fight frustrated me for two reasons. One, bullshit matchmaking. Yep. Absolute bullshit. And two, Greg Hardy is a douchebag. Well, the, uh, joking aside with that, we're going to get on to him later. Uh, it frustrated me because we, it doesn't actually help us any. No, we, we Like did, we, we don't did, know anything. We learned nothing new. Uh, Smolyakov looked like he was terrified from the get-go, was biting on every feint, every time Hardy stepped forward, every anything. Took him about three minutes to dispatch him by KO, which you'd think, you know, I, I would be first to praise Hardy if he had a good performance, but he didn't. The other guy was so terrible. Yeah. Like, so terrible. Like, I would fancy your chances against him. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Um, That's how terrible he is. Yeah, and I was to say, is that a compliment or is that a joke? Well, it is. In like you're you're a one a one novice veteran, like, <laughs> and I'm saying that I think you probably beat a, a professional with a record of nine three and zero. Yeah, um, yeah, it was not a good look for for anyone involved. But we'll 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 circle back to yes, to we'll Mr. Hardy. Circle shortly. Um, Ronaldo Souza and uh, Jacques Ray uh, fighting Jack Hermanson. Five-round decision uh, went Jack Hermanson's way. It was the right decision. This shocked me massively. In the build-up to this, I thought that this fight was... Souza would be able to go, if I want to beat you on the feet, I'll bat you on the feet. If I want to take you down and choke you, I'll take you down and choke you. I genuinely thought that Hermanson would have had nothing. Now, what I will say is Hermanson, without his chin, would have had nothing. Yeah, he took some ridiculously big shots. Um, First round... What about the balls on Hermanson trying to choke Jack Ray in the first round? Yeah. Like, yeah, good luck with that. He nearly did. Yeah, they had a escape though. I know. Turn into giving that's him his mean. back. But that's what I mean. You're you're grappling with Jack Ray. I mean, that shit's the norm. Um, second round took him down. Literally spent five minutes in his close guard beating him up. That was, I think, the biggest shock for me. It was like because uh, I kept sort of waiting. I was like, oh, Jack Ray's gonna 
you know, shoot the legs up, shoot the hips up here at some point. There's going to be an arm bar, a triangle attempt. Nope. Just five minutes of sitting in closed guard, getting battered. <clears throat> and he looked defeated. I think he was He was probably... We know that Souza's had... It was one of the things that confused me here in the in the... In the pre-fight bit was Dominic Cruz being like, "Oh, we know Suze's got an incredible gas tank," and I was like, "Really? Like to he's, me, he's never really had he, issues with it." I don't know. He does almost what Tyron does. Takes takes off, little breaks and then, and there's nothing wrong with that because, like, you know, if you're an explosive guy like the two of them, you know, that's that's what you got to do. And there are moments then, in grappling where you can. He came out in the third round and nearly, if that round had been thirty seconds longer, I don't think Hermanson. Would have made it. No, no, he um, wouldn't. Jack Wright did what he did to Wideman. Worked that body, oh, bro. Started going to the body. I'm sure Hermanson's been pissing blood since Why Saturday. Stop. But that was the thing. Came out in the fourth and stopped. Took a round off. It was like he was taking the fourth off to like have one big push in the fifth. I got taken down. Uh, yeah, and it just didn't happen. Um, absolutely right decision. That's sort of Jack Wright done as a title challenger in my book. Um, he must be 40 or in and around as well, which really does seem to be, you know, the end. 40 seems to be the real shut-off point for, yeah. for these guys, even super elite, you know, physically gifted guys like Jacare who've excelled in everything. Um, Jack Hermanson just sort of... Found a way. Found a way, beat him everywhere um, and took the best that he had to give. Um I just really don't know where where Jack Ray goes f- from that. You know, sort of, I feel bad for him because he never got that title fight, which he should have had at some point. You know, he was due, but... but that's that's him lost that now. Yeah. Um, I just don't... There's no one really. I'm just, you know, middleweight rankings. Obviously, he's not going to fight anyone above him. Below him, I would say Gaslam will jump him in the rankings, and Gaslam's just beat Jacare within the last year and a half. Yeah. They've just fought Weidman. I suppose he could fight Paulo Costa when he's done with uh, his suspension, but um, below that, you know, Derek Brunson, he's already finished. Jared Cannonier, who's booked against Anderson Silva. So, I mean, you could potentially, if Cannonier gets through Anderson, you could maybe do that because I know Anderson and Jacare are. Are close, so. But beyond that, there's just there doesn't really seem anywhere for him to go. As for Hermanson, though, like you're right in the mix. Um, uh, Whitaker and Adesanya will obviously meet at some point later. Actually, I mean, that has been rumored to be booked for Sydney in August. I think. Yep. Um, behind that, you've got Yul Romero. I mean your reward for beating Jacare? Do you really wanted to be fighting Yul Romero? No, thanks. I've seen a lot of talk online and a fight I really don't understand. People want them to see or want to see Hermanson against Chris Weidman. I was like, he just Why? beat, he just beat the guy who beat Chris Weidman. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can understand it, uh, you know, as a Chris Weidman fan, why you'd want that fight, you know, yeah. puts him right back in the mix, beats, you know, I, I suppose at this stage, I think the only logical guy is Kelvin. But Kelvin, I mean, I hope Kelvin takes he, some time off, yeah, well-deserved time a lot off. Of but Hermanson could do with some time off because that's two fights. And that fight was brutal with Jacare. I mean, you could really do a, a few months off. So you could sort of do Gastelum, Hermanson later in the year for the next next shot. 
Makes, Gaslam makes sense. Gaslam still right up there, did himself, you know, huge favors in his fight with Adesanya. You know, he's in and still in and around title contention. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like such a close fight that yeah, he's, he's still there. Yeah. Well, it is time for us to move on to the news. So it is, of course, time for the news. Uh, first up, rematch time. Uh, Bellator doing the right thing. Uh, Kyoji Hiroguchi, Horiguchi, sorry. Um, he is fighting Darian Caldwell, numero deux, uh, yeah. at Bellator 222. Uh, this is a good fight. Absolutely. And it's uh, nice to see cross-promotion. Yeah. Um, Bellator and Ryzen seem to have a nice, nice relationship going. A wee bit of a talent share. Sure, King Mo just... Fought there again. Didn't go his way, but it's good Another to see. Another chinny gentleman. That is true. Um, this, of course, the rematch from this New Year's Eve, I think they fought a Ryzen for the Ryzen title. Um, just running it straight back for that Bellator title. Um, Horiguchi, the best fighter currently outside of the UFC. Mighty Mouse. Yeah. I think he's probably the best fighter or one of the best fighters in the could world, Horiguchi, not named Mighty Mouse. Could Horiguchi be better than Mighty Mouse now? Maybe. They felt like that that fight was so long ago that it's it's possible. I just I just struggle to see anyone it depends because with Mighty Mouse you're not just talking about talent, you're talking about a master game planner, you're talking True. about about everything. I think that And he's never like even the lost uh Sahudo. Oh, super close. Super close. You know, he has he's never been beat up. I think I think if if it was just, f- I would like to see it again because Horiguchi, I mean, I think it's four or five years yeah, he's ago. Improved so much. Um and what John, he did the But Johnson's only thirty two. You know, it's not like he's thirty eight, thirty nine. He could and he obviously takes super good care of himself, so he could easily go another six, eight. And he doesn't take a lot of damage, like you said, you know. Cuts a lot of weight. Game plans really well. Um, did he not fight up a division at uh, one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So maybe the weight is less of an issue now. Could be. Um, I, I, I think Horiguchi is probably the best fighter in the world. Not named. Not named Mighty Mouse. To be honest, like he's he's amazing, and he could be better than Mighty Mouse. It is possible? I don't think so. Um, because as I said, it is a sum of all its parts. Um, yeah, you know, so I, th- I think that you know between Al- Alistair Hume and the or Matt Hume or Matt Hume, sorry, Alistair Hume is a guy I went to school with. That's why I said that's that. It's weird. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's out there coaching MMA. It, c- it could be. Um, maybe it's his, his second cousin or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Matt Hume. Uh, like they just fi- seem to find ways to win when it comes to Mighty Mouse. So I would favor him in a rematch. But I've always said it, and oh, well, not always. I mean, because it's still fairly recent history, but. We absolutely should have got a trilogy with Sahudo before yeah. we closed the door on that. But well, live and let live. It is, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Brandon Marino opened up about his departure from the UFC. Um, it was a bit of a weird one because apparently he's basically been cut since November or December, but it's only really been solidified as of the last few weeks. And just seems, been a, seems a shame. Waiting by the phone for a for a fight. 
rang the UFC being like, any chance of fighting? Dude, you don't work here. You, you don't work there for months. Anymore. What are you talking about? It's weird, though, because like he was a good fighter. You know, it's not... They, uh, they need to decide what they're doing with this. Yeah. The UFC, you know, you should get off the pot. Like, you know, there's guys that, and he's one of them, you know, that would fight at 135 just, just so that they, they didn't lose their spot, you know? Yeah, and I and I think that it's it's not a, it's not a natural position to put a fighter in to, to 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 be like we've cut your division, but have they? Because the next thing, the, some of them yeah, get phone I, calls. I, I don't really know what's going on with. with I don't think the UFC. No, no, there doesn't seem to be much. I don't know, like game planning. It's just sort of we're lurching from one disaster to the next at breakneck speed. The UFC has announced it is returning to Abu Dhabi. Yep. This year. Because the last one went so well. Oh, yes. Um, Anderson Silva and Damian Maya in possibly the worst title fight ever. Yeah, it was pretty poor. Um, Actually, I think that event, I think it was UFC 112. We'll look it up here. I think it gets... Was it 112? Yeah, it was. Uh, sort of gets more stick than it deserves because the main event was so terrible. But, I mean, it had Frankie Edgar winning the title for the first time off BJ Penn, which was a great fight. Matt Hughes battered Henzo Gracie, which, in fairness, wasn't a great fight. Rafael Desanos and Terry Adam, Mark Munoz, Kendall Grove, Phil Davis and Alexander Gustafsson. I think that was Gustafsson's debut, yep. maybe. Um, yeah, well... I don't know. I don't really. I don't really know what thoughts I have about them going back to Abu Dhabi. I kind of don't care. Mm, I'm ambivalent towards it. Um, I think that they know that there's a market there for it, um, and you know, it's all that there's a partnership. You know, five years. It like it's weird. Like this stinks to me of the WME group buying the UFC, where it's like everything has to be about money. So it's like, oh, well, it's like we'll uh, do a five year the, deal with you. Did the WWE not? Sign a recent Saudi Arabia. Oh, was it, I thought it was. Oh yeah, it was Saudi Arabia, not Abu Dhabi. But it sounds like something similar. And they're yeah. like, we guarantee you one show. Yeah, year and we're going to bring the big guns for it because obviously the rumored main event, a very oh, strong yeah. one. Rumored, yeah, the UFC even used footage of the two of them in the announcement without announcing the fight. Uh, it's a great fight. That's that is. I mean, that's possibly the biggest fight the UFC could put on at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, you would you would have thought so. Abu Dhabi's getting that, but. Don't care. I mean, makes it really makes no difference to us because unless it's in Belfast, Dublin, Manchester, London, Glasgow, it's it's it just it's just all much. It's yeah. just all that they're doing like a deal, you know. And although one thing I'll say for UFC One Twelve was I think it was outdoors in like some big Ferrari center, and it looked dope. Of yeah, well, I mean, it's it's an Abu Dhabi. They're not yeah not short of a few coins there. I'd f- fancy another outdoor event. Yeah, we actually uh, we have a guy we train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu with who will not name just for privacy reasons, but uh, he actually competed in Abu Dhabi, trained out there, yeah. competed, won or got to the quarterfinals of the World Championships at Blue Belt. So you know he's fairly shit. Yeah, that's just I was about to say. <laughs> nice, no, pretty he's a bit of a wizard. Unbelievable, he is like a wizard. Um. But uh, yeah, it's 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 odd that they're they're choosing to go back out there for five years in a row, and yet, you know, Dublin, where Conor McGregor is from, doesn't even get one every three years. True. 
You but know, it's, it's it's odd. But there's what's the difference between Dublin and Abu Dhabi? No, I get that. But Starts like, with M and ends with Y. Well, <laughs> do you know? Yeah, monkeys. Yeah, but but you would under you wouldn't you wouldn't know what who's paying for that. Do you know what I mean? Like like what? Oh, there'll what, be some consortium. Why though? Sponsorship money, I'd imagine. More than anything. Well, you think that because that's super complex when you think of it that way. So. Obviously, it has to be in the UFC's benefit. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not happening. Yeah, well, I mean... But the people be. that are paying for it must be getting a benefit too. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. So, who... It must be. Either that or... I've heard stories of... um We we know the... Uh, I'm just trying to tiptoe around this. There is an MMA organization out there who are maybe in a similar boat to this, which... Uh, is it's a bit of a play thing of the rich and yeah, powerful. It, it could, it could, we could be overlooking it. It's just some wealthy dude who's like, bring like, the FC to me. I like watching it, but bring you know what I'd like? Me. I'd like to watch it in my back garden. Bring it to <laughs> me immediately. Yeah, because was a Klitschko was supposed to fight Tyson Fury on a boat, on a boat <laughs> yeah. in Abu Dhabi or something, wasn't yeah. it? And you're like, like, imagine being that rich. Be like, what am I going to do this weekend? Be like. You know what you do? Just ring up that, that guy Tyson Fury and Vladimir Klitschko. See how much it costs to get them to Yeah, because I've got a big big old yacht um, with a spare boxing ring in it. <laughs> and my, an arena. I'll get my mates around. Yeah. Imagine being that wealthy, like as in so rich. It's like, I think I might get Lennox Lewis around to do an exhibition boxing match this weekend. As one does. As you do. Because why would you not? We just cannot understand those levels of wealth, but there'll be... <laughs> Maybe one day. And speaking of which, you can always check out our Patreon at patreon.com. <laughs> help us buy a boat. Yeah, if you want to help us put on mediocre boxing matches on a yacht in Belfast Lock. <laughs> <laughs> With new rules. With steroids new rules, are yeah. legal. Yeah. Just get you can donate to our to Patreon page. Um, but yes, no, uh, Patreon, just so that you know, um, we do have Patreon. We have some tiers there. Please do check it out if you're interested in supporting the show. Um, it has allowed us to upgrade our equipment. So Yeah, it does help a lot. It does. Well, hopefully you can be the judge. Let us know. Once and if there's again. anything else you'd like to see us adapt to or change or, or give us any feedback at all, please do get in touch. You can get us on Instagram. Uh, you can get us on the Facebook at Super Rad MMA, Twitter at Super Rad MMA, etc., etc. We really do need to tweet more. We do. do need to tweet more. Um the problem with we had such high hopes for live tweeting and we've done it a few times mm-hmm. during events the problem is that it's uh, 3, 4, 5am yeah, and, and it's hard enough just tired. watching the fights never mind like trying to think of witty retorts yeah we we do well for the prelims yeah oh yeah we <laughs> are the early on fire prelims. for the prelims yeah see fight pass forget about it and uh, paul craig and alonzo uh menafield fighting uh at ufc minneapolis uh paul craig uh, has been very kind to the super Ad mma show we have had a bit of back and forth nice guy uh, hopefully get him on at some stage actually well, he's um, obviously done something to upset someone at the matchmaking yeah, department of the ufc absolute killer yeah uh Manafield is a serious, scary, scary individual. But I mean, Paul Craig has has pulled it out of the fire before. Oftentimes, in the at the last (laughs) last second. second, Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, you you Manafield more of a striker. That he is. So you would you would wonder? Well, not wonder. I'm just looking at a picture of him. He's massive. (laughs) He is huge. You know that his picture has specimen written on the shorts, and I was like, yeah, it's. Well, that's about right. That's pretty fitting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you just Muay Thai know, destroyer. You just know that uh, Paul Craig is gonna try and take him down. I think 
we were all praying that Paul Craig tries yeah. to take some down because that could be a, especially that could be a long night in the feet. Probably not. Yes, yeah, I was going to say probably a short night. Probably quite a short night. Um, the Uber driver uh, who unfortunately killed uh, previous UFC fighter Rodrigo de Lima, um, he's been arrested. And do you want to know something terrible? Good. Well, not terrible, but like just fu- like I suppose funny in this instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 26th, the day he was arrested, was supposed to be the day he was getting married. Unlucky, pal. Not anymore. That's and crazy. He said, he said, he basically said he was very sorry. Oh, I'm, there you go. You're kind of, well, okay. Slap then. on we'll the just, wrist. Oh, on your so, way. I don't know what the law is in Brazil. I don't know if they're like... I'm pretty, pretty sure it's still murder. Oh, no, no. I'm, the, what I'm saying is like I don't know if they're like Britain where it's like he'll get 15 years or if it's yeah, right, you're life going, isn't life. you're eating bread and water for the next life and you're not, you're, you know, there is no chance no one, of parole or... I don't even know no if... No one in the Western world gives you bread or water. Prison can be pretty, pretty comfy these days. I, th- I think that some some of them are rumored to be. I think in America it's it's still worse than here. Um, like here, you know, there there are there are certain uh, not necessarily Northern Ireland, just in in the UK in general. It sounds like you know, there's like TVs and cells. You know, if you're in lower security, and you know, don't, at the end of the day, I, d- I don't like this idea. You hear it all the time in the press. Prisoners have it too easy these days. It's like. They literally, like, they have to go to bed when someone tells them to go to bed. Yeah, it's they, like, they fuck li- off, it's a, easy. in a big box. Yeah, they're living they're in a box just of. slightly bigger than a bed. Like, come on. And on top of that as well, like, I think people often forget in this country that we, there's like two types of prison system, as far as I know. There is the deterrency system, and then there's a rehabilitation system. So deterrency is the, the big bad Ooh, it's so scary! You don't want to go in there. Don't don't be doing anything because otherwise you'll go to this big scary place. Yeah, which doesn't work. Like the um, the recidivism rate in, in America is ridiculous. The reoffense rate is just horrific. Um, but here we have a rehabilitation system where, although our sentences may seem light, or these the uh, the prison might seem yeah gentil in comparison. Uh, you know, I think that the the actual reoffense rates. They're not. They're not great when you look at them no, in general, but, but they're, they're better, better than, than elsewhere. Than other, yeah, than other parts of the world. Um, so it's a funny one, like. But true. the guy who his name is Jefferson Roger Maciel Barada was the name of the guy who run him over. Um, said that he was punched by Talima after asking him and three other people inside the car to bring the tone of their voices down. Uh, after Talima, the three others left the car. Barada drove away. Instead of reporting the attack to the police, he decided to come back and scare the MFA, the MMA fighter, but claims he had no intention to kill him. Um, sort of, if you're... Yeah. Mm, uh, I'm giving sceptical yeah. answers. I'm not... Assuming. Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, what could have happened? Maybe well, that's just, the thing. Or maybe you just went to bump him over and it just... Well, that's what I mean. If you're, if you're willing to hit someone with your car, like you're, you're running a... You're, you're running walking a, t- a pretty... It's, it's a tight line yeah. there. Well, regardless of what happens, you know. Uh, Hopefully, well, that is, you, you know. Well, there's not what I mean. What can trust you say? that he is sentenced appropriately. What can you say? The fact appropriately he killed someone. Do you know? What I mean? know. Like, that's mean. Like it's there is no like, you know. You could easily make a case. It's like two years involuntary manslaughter, or you could easily be like take life. his life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is no like, and the other problem, and this is a, this is the other thing as well with with cases like this. It's like. They'll, you can never you can never win as such because 
for all we know, what he said is true. And one of two things will happen. Either he said it's true and the judge will go, nah, I don't believe you. Life in prison anyway. Or they'll go, or they'll yeah, go yeah, I believe you. Yeah. You get two years. Either way, someone's getting screwed somewhere. And, yeah. you know, there's a life gone. Like, true. It's, it's a shame to read about things like this, but at least he was caught. It wasn't the, it wasn't like, and they're still looking for him. You know, this case yeah, will have true. an end, yeah, which for the family like, is... Whether you agree, disagree, or an impartial, um, there will be a result. Yeah, so let us know to give us a yeah. tweet. What do what, you, if you were the judge? What do you think is an appropriate sentencing? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Liam McGeary uh, had a brilliant fight with Phil Davis there at Bellator just past. Well, uh, not brilliant for him. Uh, no, probably not. Um, he was getting his leg chewed up from the beginning, but uh, he cr- got his jaw cracked literally um, in the second round. Continued, then lost a tooth in the third round, and then Davis went to wrap a rear naked choke in, and Liam McGeary like, tapped rapido, rapido. Yeah, um, can't blame him. Saw the X-ray, looked gnarly. Yeah, that's not much you can really say to that. It looked kind of gross it and sore, terrible. Yeah, uh, CM Punk, my favorite fighter. Yeah, well, good news for you, <gasps> he's still in the testing pool, and he's been tested. Of course he is. Of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? Unless it's for chlamydia. I don't want to hear this because, like, I have no interest in seeing him fight again. But you do have an interest in his sexual health, though. Well, I think I have an interest in everybody's sexual health and I think that <laughs> everybody everybody's, should be responsible for themselves. I have interest in everybody's <laughs> sexual health. How are you today, sir? And how's your sexual health? <laughs> it's just a standard welcome from you. <laughs> um, I, I can't see the benefit of, of testing him. No. I don't even care. Like honestly, like, you like just give him steroids. Yeah, yeah. Give him if you're gonna make him fight. Yeah, that fucker do the opposite. Them. Like give him everything. See, because competing at blue belt. Yeah, I heard he came third out of three. Oh dear. Do you know what I was interested in about? Um, but fair, you know, fair dues to him. Oh yeah, keep compete keep. all you want, but like, I mean, can we please? Like, I thought we were done. I thought that was. I thought it was bookmarked, the end of the CM Punk UFC era. But yeah. Apparently not. It's funny Why because... Why haven't they just cut him? But this is what I was going to say, is it's funny because the UFC really should be cutting him because that's another test they're paying for. You know, now, here's the other thing. Imagine he popped. Oh, Imagine he popped. I, for EPO. <laughs> it would be hilarious. It's mad because... You know, the UFC clearly, clearly aren't ready to let that go yet. Do you reckon Bellator would snap him up? I think so. But Bellator would be right because Bellator would give him, and can because they don't have the same cachet, they could give him an Aaron, Aaron Chalmers. Chalmers. I reckon Aaron Chalmers would. Oh, he'd mince him? Yeah. yeah and that's saying something because we just watched him get battered by a snowboarding instructor. That's true. Like, yeah. That, that, that would do that's a good fight though it would do, it would do could you imagine the numbers, numbers on that yeah. I've, in fact like I'm if I'm gonna, campaigning for this yeah if we're gonna see him fight it's gotta be reality off doesn't it yeah it has to be there has to be like a a 12 week reality show build up Our actually they should Jordy live Shore. they should live together in the Geordie Shore house Bellator this weekend one of the only fights worth watching is Fabian Edwards is fighting that is true. Leon Edwards' younger brother, if you haven't seen him, he's a killer. Um, or will be. Still very, very young in his career. Uh, had a really good outing against, was it Lee Chadwick? Yeah, um, veteran. 
Yeah, veteran took the fight everywhere. Um, that made it to a decision, which he managed to win. But he's fighting this weekend. He's fighting another Neto. Uh, I forget his first name. I've seen him fight though. Uh, Falco, Falco Neto Lopez. Yes, that's it. Um, another veteran, you know, twenty fight veteran. Nothing, you know, world class or or that's, regardless that's or gave. even close. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like we you know, we have to remember that. Uh, Fabian is, you know, five fights into his pro career. So yeah. I like this match, Megan. It's the right uh it's the right level to be brought along at. We were uh cage side for what and he last fought at Bama thirty five and he finished Claudio Conti with oh, the worst body one kick of the most horrific seen. body kicks I've seen in person and the thud of it. So the worst body kicks in my mind. Full stop. Yeah. But in person in particular it was it looked like it, his toe went through his sternum and up his throat. It was just <laughs> put that toe in the belly button and just twisted it. Oh, it was horrendous. Um, but yeah, Bellator like Bellator had a really good weekend there. Um, Liam McFarlane came away with the win. Rory McDonald um, went all evangelical and weird. Um, and those two, I say separately because I understand the dilemma if he has found faith. But I'm 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 a bit weirded out at. I found it refreshing, like rather than the usual guff they spout in the cage. You know, I'm not a fan of post-fight interviews. To so those who don't know, just quickly, he essentially said that he doesn't know if he has it in him to fight or to hurt people anymore. Um, God's been calling him or speaking to him, and he's not essentially not sure what to do about his career anymore. He just can't seem to pull the trigger. So it was very odd. After, like I can hundred percent respect that, and we have to remember. He has been fighting professionally at the top level for 14 years. You know, he's like, I always use the analogy when I talk to you about football and that, you know, if you know football and soccer for our American friends, um, I use Wayne Rooney as an example, who, you know, was this super promising world-class player, but seemed to burn out earlier than he should have. But he also started earlier at the higher level. So, you know, he had the, a regular length career just in a different window mm-hmm. and i think the same thing is true of of rory mcdonald he has been through some ridiculous fights and although he is 29 he has been fighting professionally since what he was 15 or something stupid yeah had his first pro fight in 2005 so 14 years ago has ran you know as the bellator champion fought for the bellator middleweight title fought for the ufc welterweight title he's it's, been and done it he's been and done it all and if he's you know, I think he's a new father as well. Um, and if he's been feels like he's being called to something else in his life, then I wish him all the best. I think the only thing which complicates this is the fact that he is in the tournament. If this was just a standalone fight, you you, you know, okay, fair dues on your way. But I think because especially because of the controversial scoring and how that fight ended in general, it sort of creates a weird thing. And it was very odd. After less, first of all, it's very odd watching this very serious, deep insight into him as a character with the ring girl standing beside him, holding the the bottle of like sponsor champagne, smiling, smiling creepily. creepily, yeah. And then Bellator wheeling out Gracie. It's like I don't know if I want to fight. I don't know if I have the desire to hurt. And by the way, you can watch this guy fight in six weeks' time against him. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a bit weird. Um, I don't think we'll see that fight. I don't want to see that fight. I don't want to see Rory fight again unless he has some big turning point. But if you listen to his interviews, he's been fairly consistent with this sort of 
changed outlook over the last year or so. So yeah. I hope he he's nothing more to really achieve. You know, like the one thing you could argue is that he never won the UFC title, but as he said himself, he's no qualms or no issues with his Bellator contract and would see no reason to go back. So, I mean, that's the door is shut there, at least for the meantime. Yeah. So, um, how did you score that? Because I think I, I probably give, give it three to two to Rory, to be honest. Yeah, same. I thought but I, I, the way it was, I, I didn't understand the 10 8 for John Fitch. No, no. But I saw a bunch of people disrespecting both of these fighters on Twitter because, I mean, we were of a, well, like, I would have said that Rory, before this fight, Rory McDonald was definitely, you know, you, there was an argument he could be the best welterweight. He beat Tyron. Yeah. One of only two um, men to do it recently. And then people have been like, oh, yeah, well, the, for those who say this, uh, he's getting wrestled by John Fitch. Let that sit yeah, in. John Fitch John is Fitch, fucking you, phenomenal. You could argue is a top five welterweight of all time. Uh, well, well, yeah. I, I, I said to you earlier when we were talking about this, he was like the DC to John Jones of the welterweight division. Yeah. He beats everyone, but GSP beats him. People just don't like him because his fighting style is "quote unquote" boring, or yeah, yeah. But but it's not. It's just that they people don't respect it. Um, we actually both called upsets. Mm. Um, so you know, on the one hand, we're sort of right. <laughs> yeah, but I think the saving grace for Bellator is that if McDonald decides, and I hope he does, that that's him, you have a guy you can literally slot right in. Not in six weeks, though. Why not? He took a fair bit of damage. Oh, I, I, I know that, but like, he thought he won the decision, so that would have been his his scheduled fight if the decision had been read out different. So true, true. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. Him. We'll obviously keep you up to date on that. And um, we have a new segment now. Um, we have decided that we will be doing a new segment where we will call one person. Maybe in special circumstances. There might be multiple, but in this week, there's only one dick of the day. Dick, they're a dick, they're a dick of the day. Dick of the day. Our dick of the day has to be the one and only Greg Hardy. Former Dallas Cowboy, friend of women everywhere, and now mixed martial artist. I would love to say extraordinaire, but I can't even. Well, he seems to think he's a bit of an extraordinaire, oh, as he is. Uh, he's a dick, like, and, and like, I, I'm not just saying that because he is our dick of the day. He is an absolute dick, a woman-beating dick. Yep. Um, he wants to be fight sports Michael Jordan. Now, I originally read the headline and thought that's a lofty claim, as in you want to be the Michael Jordan of basketball. I think he's probably aiming or using that as in. That Michael Jordan, of course, crossed over to baseball back in the day. So he, he wants to be as successful as a crossover star as Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan didn't have an overly successful. Well, this is what I say. Now, I know nothing about uh, baseball and nothing about basketball. But someone could please correct me. But I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan was not a in any way overly successful baseball no, player. No, I think he was like a fairly average. Baseball I mean, is that player. not this, like the story of Space Jam? Is that they were taking the piss out of how bad he was at baseball? And that's why they brought him back to basketball? Yeah, I suppose it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So, well, maybe in some cases, or maybe in this case, we do hope he's sort of like the Michael, you know Jordan, the Michael Jordan of baseball. Greg Hardy reminds me of a human that has just 
never been the nail. True. He's just always been the hammer. And do you know what I love about this sport? Is that he is going to come across one of the people that he asked for, like Stipe or Derek Lewis, which is stupid. But he's I, going to come um, across one of the two of them, and they are going to end his night. We watched an interview with Derek Lewis, who was talking about how he, you know, was obviously a witness to lots of domestic violence between his like mother and stepfather throughout growing up, um, and that'll light a fire under some people, and there's some demons there. Um, and he will hurt Greg well, he Hardy. He did it with Travis Brown. That he did. Um, and I think Greg Hardy needs to be very careful about calling people like Derek Lewis out, especially since he just fought a, like, some, I don't know how you would describe him, standard taxi driver slash he, bin man. Like he was getting on like he, he just won the belt. Yeah, it's the mean mugging, the camera and everything and standing over your opponent like you're terrible, son. I can't wait to see him get absolutely marked. And do you know what the beauty of this is? This isn't like the Nganu one where you're like, it's a matter, you know, you're like, oh, but he he might he might be able to do it. Like, he's not going to be able to do it to the people that he thinks he is. He's not Oh, no, technical abs- absolutely enough. not. He was getting beat by Alan Crowder. Yeah. He was getting beat by Alan Crowder. Badly. Before he was disqualified. Like, be careful what you wish for, because Derek Lewis will put you in a coma. There's too many reasons he's a dick. Um, However, it was close run between him and our good friend Dana, who I have a feeling might be popping up on this a few times, mm. um, having a go at Smolayakov and the matchmaking. Yeah, uh, the borderline dick of the day for this. Yeah, that's your company, bro. You know, you know fine well what you're doing. Um, but you said earlier, it's if he's not throwing himself under the bus, he's throwing his good friend Sean Shelby under the bus. Yeah, the matchmaker. Um, like he knows full well. The the UFC wanted this. Of course but, they did. That's, but the thing they, is, they like, brought Smolayakov back to the UFC for this fight. They re-signed him for this. Who, because you know what they did? Twice. They looked at the roster and they went, there isn't a soul here who we can rely on Greg Hardy to beat. Now, let's bring back the guy who Cyril Asker slapped about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... Where's Chase Sherman when you need him? Well, exactly. I But I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Give him Derek Lewis. Give him what he wants. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the heavyweight rankings. I would, And even, even if he manages to pull a huge upset and beats them, well then, you know. like it, Give him Orlovsky. Uh, uh, no. Ivanov would sleep him. Marcin Tybura would maul him. Tai Tuivasa would maul him. Justin Willis would maul him. Abdurakimov would maul him. Alexei Olenek would maul him. Velasquez would maul him. Overeem would maul him. Volkov would maul him. Lewis would spark him. Blades would maul him. De Santos would wreck him. Ngannou would destroy his life. Stipe, I don't even want to think about what he would do to someone like him. That's the top 15. <laughs> like, And they would all kill him. Yeah. Well, you are officially our dick of the day, sir. And the if we ever meet, I would have no interest in shaking your hand, for I have no respect for you. Burn. Burn. Respectful you, burn. The inaugural dick. The biggest dick of all time. The big, Well, the first one, you'll never forget your first dick. The first dick does the damage, and they this say. This is our first dick. Yeah. Our so first congratulations, dick Greg Hardy. You've been our first dick. Together. We have shared your dick equally. <laughs> <laughs> or something to that extent. Segment over <laughs> uh, time for our other new segment uh, this one slightly more positive dude uh, I'm the dude 
it is time for our dude of the day. Um, obviously, a bit more positive than our dick of the day. Um, this week's dude of the day is the one and only, and um, he's an absolute legend, um, Jimmy Smith. Uh, Jimmy Smith turning down a job for one turning down that one shatter which is which in itself is commendable because i mean there's there's a limited pool of places for him there's bellator which he's already worked for yeah UFC, ufc who for some reason didn't have any interest in resigning him uh, but they will keep brandon fitzgerald on no problem yeah right mr droopy face now the <laughs> reason that uh, that he turned the job down is actually why he's a dude. Now, you and I are both animal lovers, particularly dogs. We're both dog owners. I have a little chihuahua and you have a bulldog. Neither as large and perhaps gentle, it sounds like, as his two pit bulls, which would have been illegal had he moved to Singapore. Yeah. Penny so, and Steeler, they're known as. Great names. It's great names. Two rescue pit bulls as well. Oh, even better. So yeah. he literally couldn't even bring himself to put it... He couldn't bring himself... To put his rescue dogs back into a home, and therefore he turned down the dog, or the, the dog turned down the job with one. Yeah, turned down the money, the career prospects, all for those beautiful little animals. Little, I love pit bulls. I was having this conversation with my missus the other day, and she isn't as big a fan. But I said to her, I was like, well, when have you met one?" She was like, "Well, haven't." Is it not like most dangerous? Dangerous, I say. They're not dog breeds. It's more to do with the owners, like. They're like it's how they are essentially raised and trained. They're called nanny dogs, yeah, because they literally love. Oh, what kids I'm saying is, it's usually people who are already assholes who want a dog to be an asshole, so they look intimidating. Get these dogs. I think there's an element them. of that, and I think another element of it is that they can generally, if they're trained to fight or trained to be aggressive, that they they are very bloody good at it. Essentially, so. You know, I think there's a bit of both, um, but but it is a it's an aesthetic thing. It's the same as Dobermans or you yeah, know, but that's like what I mean. People like just the, think, but they're um, like, they're they're beautiful. They beautiful. are one of the greatest, and I'm not sure if it's actually still alive. Was and we spoke about him earlier, Andre Arlovsky's pitbull Maximus. Oh, that's gonna make me sad just thinking of. He was an awesome dog and appeared in many things, but he must be some age if he is still with us. Um, Arlovsky himself nicknamed the, the Pitbull pit because of the breed's positive attributes. Um, actually, did a bunch of like public service announcements against dog fighting, which reinforced me being a fan. Because if you're mean to dogs, I would happily kick you in the dick. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, in fact, I I think you could do worse than that. I think you get you train a Pitbull to bite someone in the penis if they're mean to dogs, and then people can have an ironically terrible picture of bulldogs or of uh, of pit bulls because they can be like well they're the ones that go around biting people and nuts be like yeah but they only bite people who are dicks to dogs only if you're a dick yeah so greg hardy watch I mean, out watch out i'm gonna get a pit bull i'm gonna slowly train him <laughs> it's the long con this one uh, absolutely i'll have to use like the a payoff many years cucumber to, to, to coach him <laughs> a guatemalan cucumber uh-huh. not just a regular garden cucumber from here be too small bro you're making a lot of assumptions guatemalan cucumbers i don't even know if guatemalan cucumbers are a real thing I don't know. Up. i'm gonna look it up here but you tell me then well you know what i'm saying because you know that as much of a dick as greg hardy is he's not you know cocktail sausage ain't gonna fucking train the dog to do shit i don't know he's there's something which stinks a small man syndrome there, and he's a large gentleman, so maybe it's small I think dick he's got syndrome. A massive schlong, but just like little grapes as balls. Nah, see, I'm going the other way. Oh, you think he's got like melons as balls? I and think a he, little yeah, shrimp. Yeah, he's like loads of testosterone and a tiny pickle. 
Tiny pickle. Like, that's why he's raging all the time. And he's, he's just trying just to, like, beat people up to prove it. That's why, he's, that's why he's beating the shit out of women, because they're, like... They're gonna t- no, cause they they like, took one look at him and were like, fuck! Either that, or they were like, oh, wait till Michelle hears about this. Yeah. And he's like, you, t- he's like, you tell anyone, tell bitch. anyone, I'll fucking... Yeah. Fucking... Yeah. No, fuck Greg. Uh, tell me about these Guatemalan cucumbers. It doesn't appear to be a Guatemalan cucumber. There is, however, a dish, a, Guad- a Guatemalan cucumber salad... I will um, use this to train the dogs. I'd, yeah, yeah. I think you know a cucumber's a cucumber, bruh. People who train who eat make their dogs eat vegan. I'm not sure how I feel about that. There's <laughs> getting sidetracked. They are. There's. Well, I've, I've gone down the wormhole here. There's <laughs> of a, cucumbers. Yeah. There's a blonde cucumber which looks like a stretchy lemon. <laughs> <laughs> stretchy lemon. <laughs> and then there's a Guatemalan blue squash which sort of looks like. Okay, I can it's get a, up. Yeah, the blue squashes. Maybe I can. Maybe, it's a bit I, I might be able to use that. Yeah. So what I actually meant was, I'm going to use a Guatemalan blue squash. Yeah, for those listening at home, look up a Guatemalan blue squash. Um, and tell I'll us delete that. your internet history after yeah. just in case. So there you yeah. go. Now our dude of the day, the wonderful, and uh, and I miss you in the UFC, bro. Um, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. Smith, keep fighting the good fight. Absolutely. And do you know what? One of the organizations will pick him up soon. And I hope they do because it seems daft that a mind of that quality is out there yeah yeah and uh, do you know what baffles me too you'd wonder why they weren't prepared to fly him out yeah they're funny about that you have to relocate yeah it's like because like, they did that with misha tate as well you know you kind of go on like really? yeah that cold like, bitch just give her dog away i said we were talking about this the other day uh uh off air and uh i don't know my stance on that is like like, for instance, if you got offered a ridiculous job and you were like, can you look after Gus for me? That's a, that's different to being like, yes, hello, local shelter. I have a dog. I'm just going to drop them off to you because I've got a new dog or a new job. That's twice I've said dog instead of job. Yeah. Um, a I don't dog know. job. Speaking of which, that's a great, uh, great thread on Reddit. Dogs with jobs. The working dogs of the world. Pretty much. It's dogs that all have jobs, funnily enough. So it's like police dogs yeah. and rescue dogs and all kinds of dogs with various jobs and pictures of them doing their jobs brings me so much joy dogs just bring me joy yeah they're the best just like jimmy smith so jimmy smith i dude salute you you are the dude dude salute you also speaking of dogs actually whenever we came in there our tiny chihuahua had uh I don't know smelled like Guatemalan glue squash. It smelled like Guatemalan sewage fields or something. <laughs> it, it was so, us, so bad. It's like someone, someone had just been sitting in the middle of the room with a giant pot just boiling up some broccoli and cauliflower. Yeah, she'd been, she's been on antibiotics and I th- like she has a wee throat infection and I think that they must be playing with her stomach because whatever that was, like the two of us went there. It was like, like a Whoa. gas chamber. It was. My goodness, that is potent. Eyes <laughs> the water. The air was Whoa. thick. It was warm as well. Yeah. Like the whole room but was warm. But she is the tiniest. She's smaller than a fucking cat. Yeah. Like how, how she makes that much of a... It was powerful. It was powerful. Whatever that was, you could bottle that and sell that. They'd use that as, you'd use that in fucking acts of war against other countries. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that was, it was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Our Saints and Sinners section will be back next week to those of you who know what it is. To those of you who don't, it'll still be back next week. But what it is is a section where uh, we get the power anointed by the MMA gods to send people to MMA hell or offer sainthoods um it will be back next week we're waiting on some audio uh, to be finished for it we have a new audio segment coming uh to 
an intro, I should say, which should service be finished. Service resumes next week. And service, <laughs> I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah, did. Our service will be there at the same yeah. time next week. So, yes, um, the last thing we're going to do before we go, um, and just before we do, thank you for joining in. Uh, we are going to start a new thing where if, if any of you want to tweet in with your predictions, please do send us your predictions for the main card. Um, we are going to take one uh, listener each week, and we are going to... Essentially go head-to-head in a table yep. of predictions. Um, so it'll be yourself, myself, and the one listeners, listener. but they will be represented by one listener every week. So tweet at us if you wish to be that listener and let us know. and um, Give us your picks for the main card, and it'll literally be the fighter that you think will win, the method, and what round. And if it's a decision, it'll just be the method and the round. If all of you wish to play along, please go to Topology and you can find us at the Super Ad MMA Pick'em group. It's UFC Pick'em. UFC Pick'em. Um, and you can you can join we'll along with us there. We'll share the link on our social media. So there get involved. Go. We will share the link on our social media. Um, but until then, if any of you wish to, to be the lucky listener um, that wants to play head-to-head, as I said, send the tweets at us. Uh, first come, first served. And we will get back to you as soon as possible regarding that. There is a couple of fights worth noting, but we're not going to break them down um, for for next week, which is UFC 151. Nordin Taleb is back, which is great. Um, uh, Arjan Bular is fighting Juan Adams, which is a a good heavyweight fight. Um, And, of course, we will get on to the main card and we'll break it down, starting with Walt Harris and Sergei Spivak. So this fight... Spivak is a nine. It's his first fight in the UFC. He's a nine zero and zero heavyweight. Um, he weighs in about two forty, so he's slightly on the lighter side uh, against Willis, who's been as high as the early two sixties. Um, he seems to be pretty well rounded. He's a couple of wins by submission and a couple of wins uh, via KO. Um, six foot three, so he's you know he's a big boy. Um, but he's fighting the big ticket. He is. He's Fresh fighting. off a suspension, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. For steroids, wasn't it? I think it was SARMs. Um, I'm not sure which SARM. I just saw that it was the Arlovsky decision. It, just, it said that he was serving or served a suspension for SARMs. It's usually Osterine, isn't it? It's like a yeah, contaminated subway. Yeah, normally catch people for. So, you know, he has a loss to... I forgot he fought Fabrizio Verdun. Yeah. It's weird. Um, you know, on the loss to Mark Gull, Godbear, but that was a, a DQ. Um, I got to favor Harris in this. I just think that we go with the experience level. However, Sergey Spivak sounds like he could be pretty legit. There are some people favoring him, um, saying that, that he could actually tap Walt Harris. I'll have to watch the tape. Um, he is new to me. He's 24. Um, he is young. But especially at heavyweight, very young, because, like, the, the bigger boys tend to go longer. You yep. know, like they were talking about Walt Harris as an up and coming heavyweight and he's 35, you know, so. Yeah. Don't know. This is a hard, hard one to pick just that I haven't seen a lot of evidence. I suppose I'm going to have to go with what I know. And that is Walt Harris. Um, Same. I think I'm going to. It's hard picking a method because, like I said, we haven't seen Spivak fights, but I'm going to go knockout it's heavyweights after all yeah i think and it's gonna well i'll go first round i have gone second round with my pick um i just think that uh that harris is 
bit too experienced currently. But, you know, Spivak, we, we'll see if he's legit or not. Um, the next fight up is uh, Brad Superman Katona um, against uh, Mirab Dvalishvili. Apologies Yalvishy. if I have completely balls that, um, which I probably have. Um, Yashvili? Yeah, he Yashvili. beat... I think that's how you... Yavalishi. Yavalishi. Well, he beat Terry Moyer in his last outing um, by unanimous decision. His losses to Ricky Simone and Frankie Sounds. I keep calling him Ricky Simon because I just think that sounds way better. It's it like an 80s Ricky pop Simon. star. And he looks like an 80s movie yeah, star with a mullet. mullet. Um, he's a Sarah Jiu-Jitsu guy. Um, but, you know, Katona looked excellent. I uh, obviously won the featherweight Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Um, and looked looked good. But different gravy. At 135's last fight against Matthew Lopez, he won the unanimous decision. And we were looked all... great, just doesn't have a lot of... Power. Threatening power on the feet. However, yeah. great on the ground. Uh, Merab Yashvili, or however you pronounce it, has, you know, has lost by submission before. I'm going Katona decision. I think he should outclass him everywhere. His footwork's pretty good. Yeah, um, good gas tank. I'm going Katona. Merab so. is the favourite. Really? Mm-hmm. Which, to be honest, as a bat whore, I would I'd be tempted by the odds of a Katona decision. Yeah. So there's my tip for you. There you go. Um I I very much like the look of him. I am going to go with a a Katona decision. Very much impressed me in his last outing. Fair enough. Uh the next fight, which I th- personally think could be the fight of the night, is Shane Burgos and Cub Swanson. Um yep, passing it. of the guard fight. Love this fight in paper. Is it Yes. Is it though? I just... I think Cub should. Cub doesn't really lose. Against non-elite. Yeah. Um, and I said that, his last two wins were Duhu Choi and our team Lubov. I fair enough, Lubov, but... Like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, don't even give me this bullshit goat Don't you talk about jokes. the goat this way. Don't you Shut dare. Up. How dare you? Shut up. How dare you, Cub sir. looked good for, on the feet against Ortega. Got... Caught in the ground, which twice. is like, yeah, you got caught in the ground twice. Um, but that's Ortega's go to. Um, was you know, Frankie Edgar is still super elite, and Renato Renato Moicano is also right up there. Um, when will Father Time catch him? He's 35, 36. 35, yeah. Burgos has looked good. Um, Calvin Qatar shut his lights out though but, but that was Cub some Swanson of the crispest boxing true but uh, Cub Swanson can still bang um, big size advantage for Burgos I keep flipping back and forth but I think Burgos will take a close decision I disagree I think that Swanson beats Burgos and I think that he actually finishes him I think he I think he knocks him out. I think that Burgos has excellent boxing. I I don't I can't see someone. Well, I don't know. I can't. When I, I'm saying I Burgos, I'm getting slapped. Hmm? I can see either of them getting slapped. I I don't know. I see. I keep flip flopping between Burgos or Swanson. Like I have no confidence in this pick because Cub Swanson has been. He's never been elite, as in like he's never been. You know, top five or so but 
He's been in and around there for so long. He's seen it all. You know, he's fought guys who should be, in theory, way better than Shane Burgos. But Burgos is on the up. Swanson's on the down. It's just, are they at that crossing point yet? I I, think so. I don't know. I think so. I think that it... it (laughs) I could see either of them winning by KO, um, but I think that this I think this goes to I think this this runs short. I think it is a this is going to be a stand and bang affair that wasn't going to be. They, I don't think either of them would set out with that, and I think that it will just. I'm changing. I'm flip flopping live on air. I'm Swanson decision. Okay. So I'm very well. I'm going for Swanson KO in round two. I think that Shane Burgos's boxing is excellent, but I think that you need more than that to beat Swanson on the feet and I think that I just think Swanson he should theoretically have he more should ev- the piss out of him he, should, he should have more everywhere. but that's what I'm saying that's what I mean like I just don't know there will be a point like Burgess only 28 there will be a point where his upwards trajectory will meet Swanson's downward slope yeah. and there'll be a crossover I just don't think they're there yet, yet. um Derek Bonson and uh, Elias. My my missus will be pleased to see this. Uh, Your missus loves a bit of Elias and the the hair. Oh, oh and and many others. Uh, and many Elias Theodore. Um, yes, she does. She enjoys the main event um, as his Twitter handle, which is probably the best Twitter handle of any UFC fighter. Yeah, well, it's way better than standard crappy the spartan nickname he was using before yeah the man as in m-a-n-e to those who are unaware the um, lion's man this is a hard one to call for two reasons one elias fights out of um tristar doesn't he he yes or he does he, well he's grants mma initially but i'm nearly sure he trains a lot with tristar um, i can't speak with any confidence regardless that. of that he showed an outrageous chin in his eric anders fight Yep, in my opinion, he was sort of lucky to squeak by with that one. Same, same. But I think that Bronson doesn't have enough on the feet to finish him. I think that it, you know, Bronson will try and wrestle him, and I think that Theodoru is, you know, he's a big middleweight, and I think that he probably. I think, sta- I think Bronson has a bit more on the feet than you're giving him credit for. I think he finishes Elias. Do you? Yeah, I'm going second round, but I think he could take him down. I think this could... I think Elias will fight a lot like he did against Anders. Like, he can get clipped and he will fight in the outside. I think Brunson will be... will have a more aggressive pace. He has less, like, one-punch power threat than someone like Anders would have, but he is, a, you know, far more of a threat in the wrestling department. So if he gets him up against the cage or presses him there or even takes him down, I could see him finishing him on the ground with ground ground. I can see I can see it that way. I just don't think he knocks him dead on the feet. Um, I don't think I don't think he knocks him dead. I mean, if anything, Theodore has shown that he is durable and most of his fights like I've picked Brunson by finish, but now I'm you know like looking at Theodore's past, like Win or lose, they tend to go the full fifteen. He's so tough. Yeah, I have a, I have a Brunson decision. Yeah, it probably makes more sense. Well, I'm gonna have to stick with with what I said. I'm gonna have to say that he finishes him, but I think you're probably correct there. So the main event, uh, and this is this is a 
fucking great fight, but yeah, sadly, I don't think it's going to go the way I'd like it to go. Um, Ally Quinta is fighting one of my all-time favorites, uh, Cowboy Donald Cerrone. I think that Aya Quinta handles Cerrone. Oh, I don't know. I like the prospects of this card because I'm finding it very hard to make picks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a good sign. Yeah. I think if Cowboy fights keeps up the how he's sort of been looking recently, then this should be very interesting. Um, how he fought again. Like, he beat that piss out of Hernandez. Um, but Iaquinta looked phenomenal against Kevin Lee. <sighs> I could see Cowboy having... It's the, the thing for me is if Iaquinta can survive Cowboy on the feet in the first few rounds, he will outlast him, and I think he can do that. I've picked Iaquinta to finish him late, wear him yep. down with a pace, go into the body. I've gone for a fourth round Iaquinta stoppage. Okay. But there is an argument that Cerrone back at you know his optimal weight class could he could piece Iaquinta up on the feet. Mm. Iaquinta has traditionally fought very well striking against primarily wrestlers. He beat, he got, he, you know, he beat Masvidal. That's true. What Masvidal did the Cowboy. Yeah, well, that's true. But that was also, what, four or five years ago? Yeah, Masvidal. Masvidal. Yeah, but Masvidal's had a real, he's got better, a lot better in true, that time. True, um, it's Just It's the still the inactivity thing, you know, with Iaquinta. Iaquinta, you know, with two fights in two years, whereas Cowboy, yeah, he's, he's rattling them out. You know, he's fought, what, four times in the last year. It's the Leon Edwards one. Like, I think that this fight looks like that. I just... And five rounds, Cowboy... I just, But that's what I mean. I think Iaquinta... I think Iaquinta goes to the body, and traditionally Cowboy hasn't liked that. I think... There will be moments, and Cowboy is very capable of sleeping anybody, yep. especially with with kicks. Um, I would expect Cowboy to throw a lot of leg kicks to, to like limit Iaquinta's movement, slow him down. But I just think how he fought, how Iaquinta fought against Lee, will look pretty similar. That like he will survive anything Cowboy will throw at him, and then come on strong in the in the championship rounds, as they were. Yeah, I have an Iaquinta KO. Yeah. In round three. Three. Possibly. I I can see the merit in four or five, but I just think that Iaquinta, I don't think, or Cerrone, I don't think actually has the gas tank of Kevin Lee, even though Kevin Lee tired in the, the fourth and fifth. I mm-hmm. think that Cerrone is a, if you don't get, if he doesn't do it in the first two. Yeah. You know, he's traditionally lost decisions on that, um, but that's in three round fights. And I think that in a five round fight, but then you don't know. Uh, he did. Did Cerrone not have a bit of a bad weight cut the last time? It's hard to say because he came out and yeah. But I, I'm nearly sure he said or I can't. I can't remember. That's the same as me. That's why I was trying to check with you. But I vaguely remember something's telling me he had an iffy weight cut the last time. But I don't know. As you say, like cowboy, I have I have been his biggest proponent the last number of fights. Same as you, where I've been preaching to anyone who'll listen, like. You know, he was going to beat Mike Perry. He was going to beat Alexander Hernandez. We both won money on those fights, betting on it. You know, but but that's one, but that's the argument. Like, look how good Mike Perry just looked. 
I, I don't think he did though. Like he just looked tough. I don't think mm-hmm. that he looked that yeah, technically okay, good. Yeah. So he, he you all, know, yeah. I don't think again, and the same with Alexander Hernandez. Like the the win at the moment, that's like uh, Connor beating Poirier. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we'll good see that how win good, is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I get you. You know, like um, um, I, th- I think that that's where we're at, and and that's not to take anything away from Cowboy. It's just that you know you have to give like what I acquainted was managed to do against the B. Even don't get me wrong. He got molly whopped. Not yeah. disputing that. But the fact he was able to keep getting back to his feet without appearing to be tired. Yeah. He's the only person I've ever seen that you could almost see Habib getting like, oh, fucking hell, he's back up again. I'm going to have to take him down again. Yeah. You know, there was a, a grinding pace and I've never seen someone put that on Habib. Now, yeah. He didn't do anything offensively. He didn't. I'm not trying to suggest that he, it was a close fight. What I am trying to say is that you take that and you apply that to Cowboy, he's not going to handle that. Mm. Well, I think that's a bad mix for Cowboy. I think yeah. pressure and pace are the two things that you could make a case to beat Cowboy. If you were to build a prototypical fighter and say, right, this this fighter has to be custom designed to beat Cowboy, well, it's, it's going to be a pressure what, fighter. Uh, Rafael Desanos did to him. Yeah. Just. I think there's a lot of similarity between Iconda and Desanos in terms of their pressure yeah and the way that they just okay i'll eat that shot i'll come back in i'll keep coming you know and i think that you you absolutely have to look at the kevin lee decision and 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 you you have to you have to imagine i would favor kevin lee pretty heavily over cowboy Mm. i don't know yeah yeah i'd favor him maybe not heavily but i give cowboy a good shot against against anyone like he just i mean he still has all those tools he does. He does. Um, I'm going for an Iaquinta K round three. I see him, but round four. Excellent. Well, you can, of course, get in touch with us at Superad MMA on the Twitter. You can get on uh, facebook.com forward slash Superad MMA. Um, it's been an absolute blast to be back with you all. Um, please, if you have any feedback, get in touch. Uh, we look forward to bringing you the show next week, which will be on Mondays as of next week. Uh, we have Saints and Sinners coming back. Um, yeah. We have plenty to talk about next week. So we'll have that whole other card. Is there anything else that you can think of t- that you would wish to add, Mr. Brown? Greg Hardy's a dick. Greg Hardy is a dick. Peace and love, people. Speak soon. Bye.